Before we begin, we just have a couple of news items to cover, and the first one is, is honestly, it's an item of concern. And uh, most New England anglers, at least most that live in Massachusetts, will be aware that there was a nuclear power plant over in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Um, over the last, sometime in the last couple of years, a company called Holtec uh, bought the property, and they were given a pretty big grant to the tune of about a billion dollars from the uh, U.S. government to, uh, you know, quote-unquote, clean the place up and kind of fix things uh, before they did with, did with it whatever they are, they are planning to do, I do not know. Um, but it's sort of become part of a, it's, it's, it's come to our attention, uh, or to the attention of the public, that they are planning to release over a million gallons of radioactive water into Cape Cod Bay. Now, the EPA stepped in and told these guys, you know, this is, this is going to be a problem, and it's going to cost you a lot if you do this because it's a major violation of environmental law. But they kind of weighed the cost of the fines versus the cost of actually cleaning the water properly and figured out that it was worth, the, worth it, you know. Um, but as this has become more and more publicly known, um, some citizens and other people have come together uh, to form a petition to try to stop these guys from doing that. Um, you can sign that petition by following the link that we're going to put down in the show notes here. It's at change.org. Um, but it, I know it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that, that this is even something that people would consider doing. You're going to take carcinogenic radioactive water and just, just release it into the bay like it's no big deal. Um, so, you know, this is a time when finding things that everyone can agree on is harder than it's probably ever been. But this is an easy one. This is a layup. Um, so definitely head over to that uh, head over to that link, sign the petition. The funny thing is, is after you sign the petition, because I signed it last week, um, it asks you why. You know, why did you sign this petition? I think that's just a formality of the website, but man, uh, <laughs> I, I, almost, you know, I almost had to, uh, I almost couldn't help but laugh. Uh, having to answer that question. So, but head over there, sign the petition. Let's, you know, usually when something like this happens and it becomes public knowledge and then people start getting involved, the companies are forced to, to, to decide not to do the thing because, you know, it just doesn't look good. And, and, in, and in this day and age, you know, your look is, you know, probably the most important thing, uh, especially when you're a, uh, you know, major business entity, entity like that. So, Head over there, sign the petition, and uh, hopefully we can uh, stop this from happening. The other thing, of course, is the uh, giveaway, which is ongoing. We've got a couple more photos this week. Um, and by now, you guys know the drill. You're just going to send your photos to me at deandersonatthefisherman.com or text them to the number on the screen. Um, this has been a pretty long one. I think we've done this one for about two months. We're going to give away a um, jointed GT, a, a copy made by me. Um, I was hoping I'd have that thing ready for you, but uh, the, our household was hit with strep throat this week, so <laughs> lost a few shop days to that. But um, get that thing ready to go and um, send those in to me, and uh, we'll uh, we'll pick a winner, and then probably going to start another one. Uh, so uh, looking forward to seeing what you guys catch this week. Now we're going to move over into the Massachusetts portion of the report, and uh, you know we'll start by looking a little further north over the border there, and. Um, Guys are still getting fish through the ice. You know, it's definitely in the higher elevations. You got to climb some mountains before you can uh, feel pretty good about finding safe ice. But you know, guys are still getting it done up there through the ice. Coming back down into Massachusetts proper, 
A lot more open water fishing happening this week. I think a lot of anglers are starting to wake up to the fact that, you know, there's a lot of angling opportunities right now. And, uh, you know, way more than what we typically see in February. So guys are out there taking advantage. Um, hearing about some good carp fishing up on the Merrimack River. Um, and hearing about a lot of bass fishing going on. Uh, largemouth bass fishing really all around the region. Uh, for a little bit more on what's going on up in that northern corner of the state, let's toss it over now to James Jukes. Just out on another little adventure, looking for a, a fish or two. Uh, well, the weekend was good. Seems uh, all the guys I had contact with caught fish. Um, just all over the spectrum, you know, and then, of course, the guys up north were still on ice, so they were catching fish through the ice, but all the open water around uh, the North Shore and a little inland has been producing. Uh, you just have to get out there and do your thing. Uh, we're gonna get this cold snap, so I'm not gonna be fishing it. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some ice, who knows? Anyways, Dave, that's about it. Fishing has been good. Uh, just have to get out and get, oh, uh, I have not heard of guys getting holdover stripers this week again. Uh, it doesn't mean they're not happening, but, you know, uh, I think those guys are keeping a little tight lip right now. Anyways, Dave, that's about it from here. Heading down from the North Shore into the Boston area, we got a, a couple reports this week from a friend of the report, Bando Trapper. Uh, he does a lot of fishing right inside the heart of Boston. He's fishing the Charles River. He's fishing some of the park ponds. He's, you know, he's urban fishing, and uh, he's a good fisherman. He gets all, he catches a lot of fish. Seems to do it year round, and uh, definitely gets a lot of joy out of it. You'll see in these photos, he's been getting some calico bass. He's been getting some largemouth bass, and basically, the gist of the reports that he gave me were that the fish are just really starting to wake up in the Boston area right now, and um, that's kind of indicative of what we're hearing really across the eastern half of Massachusetts. There's a lot more largemouth bass activity right now. Um, out on the Cape we're hearing that the trout are starting to become more and more active. They're starting to hit lures more than they were. You know, they was, it was a bait thing for the last three or four weeks. Now we're starting to hear about more fish eating lures. Water's warming up. Um, and the largemouth bass fishing has been getting better and better on the Cape as well. And uh, as we talked about a little bit last week, that pickerel spawn should be starting to pick up any time now, which is going to uh, translate to a great opportunity to catch maybe the biggest pickerel of your life. So um, a lot of good things happening out on the Cape and in those, you know, in that eastern half of Massachusetts for open water fishermen. Um, last thing we'll talk about, Mass, we're going to head out west now. We're going to Check in with Roy Leva. I think he's still fishing on the ice, as a matter of fact, so let's toss it over to him now. Hey, Dave, Roy Leva here with this week's fishing report. Um, so I've been doing a little driving around today. Uh, you can actually find some still some safe ice here in, in uh, western Massachusetts in the Berkshires. Um, I would say that the edges are really starting to get going. It's supposed to be cold over the next five days. Um, and we're going to have some... Some freezing rain mixture and some snow that might affect things. Um, I don't know. I, I'm done for the season. Uh, it, it's it, if you ask me, it's a little hairy. Uh, there is guys who kind of push the limit. Uh, you got to this year is 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 way different than normal. You know, normally we're looking at this type of weather and this type of uh, ice come you know March. Uh, 
but unfortunately this year it's in February. It's been a very short season. Um, river's open. I'm here on the side of the Connecticut River. As you can see, I'm in the Oxbow. It's pretty open. Uh, there isn't much ice dams on the river, so if you plan to get out on a boat, you can do so. Uh, things that are starting to happen now, obviously, uh, because we're looking at that March weather in February is uh, you're probably going to start to see schools of walleye starting to begin to move. Um, they're going to be spawning over the next couple months, well, into, you know, after, into March and April, April, basically. Um, pike are the first uh, to get on, on the spawning grounds. Uh, they're going to move in shallow, uh, especially now that all the ice is gone. It's a good time to uh, do some pike fishing. Uh, and then, you know, warmer ponds uh, that are all iced out, you know, it's a good time to throw a jerk bait or any of the blade baits uh, for largemouth. Um, smallmouth should start moving uh, from that deeper, deeper water into a little bit shallower water. Uh, same thing with yellow perch. Trout, obviously, uh, are, you know, this is, you know, winter cold water is their thing. So they're pretty much out throughout the water column right now. So a lot to do. Um, if you're itching to get out, you know, and you've been cabin fevered uh, all winter, this is a good time for it. Um, you know, get out, take a cast of your favorite place, and um, see what happens. All right, keep you guys tuned. And actually, I got one more thing from Massachusetts. I checked in with Dan Southwick today. He didn't have any uh, sparkling reports to share, but he did send me this photo of his friend, uh, which kind of shows the stage that we're at with the ice. Um, he was way out in Western Mass, up on uh, on, a, on a private pond out there, and uh, he said when they went out in the morning, the ice was pretty good. There was one kind of iffy spot, but on the way back, that iffy spot became a lot more iffy, and his buddy went right through the ice. Um, luckily, the water was only way steep, and there was no harm or anything like that. In fact, you can see he's kind of smiling in this pic, but uh, it shows that, you know, we're at that stage of the year right now where the ice, you know, it's definitely iffy if you can find it. We got some cold weather coming in though, especially Friday night. Looks like it's going to get pretty cold, and uh, all the next week looks closer to what we'd expect for uh, mid-February. So who knows if the ice is going to harden back up? But um, that's what I have for you guys in Massachusetts this week. Crossing over into Rhode Island, uh, we're hearing good largemouth bass reports in Rhode Island as well. Um, I was out the other night; it's the earliest I've night fished for largemouth with big baits and caught fish. Um, and the bite was pretty good. It was right before that first little weather flare-up came through earlier this week. And um, I think uh, I think between my friend and I, we had about a dozen fish, uh, all on topwater wake baits. You know, some big ones, uh, some of the big baits. You know, big rats and things like that. And the fish were active and uh, hitting well. So that's um, that's definitely something that you guys can start to focus a little bit more on in ocean state waters. Uh, heading out into the saltwater end of things, uh, the cod fishing, we're starting to get some more reports again from Cox's and um, seems like it's even a little bit better than it was. Um, I know that the Francis fleet has not posted a report in a while and I don't know uh, what the status of their repairs are, but I would definitely call them first uh, see if you can get out on that boat. If you can't, um, if they're still not in the water, back in the water, uh, you can check with the Island Current. I, uh, I got these pictures from their website. Looks like, like I said, looks like the bites have been pretty good out there. Uh, talked to a couple friends that did some holdover bass fishing this week, and overall, the reports have been slow in Rhode Island waters again this week. Um, one of my buddies was out doing it from the shore, and he said that there was a lot more activity in the water. You know, a lot of bait fish showing up, maybe might have seen some herring, 
a little more bird activity, but they only had one hit and uh, the fish came unbuttoned. So, uh, you know, the bite's been on the slower side. Also got a report from a friend of the report, Tom Hood. He was out in the kayak, said he did two days on, on a Rhode Island estuary and had one fish to show for all of his efforts. So it just seems like, you know, those stripers are just not quite as active as, um, as maybe we'd hope, but um, it won't be long before those herrings start showing up in these places, and when they do, you can expect that that striper bite will start to flare up almost immediately. So um, keep your eyes on the runs, and when you start seeing those herring, good chance you're going to start finding more bass. Last thing I've been hearing about Rhode Island was uh, from my buddy Jeff Sullivan, who's also uh, a pretty regular author for our magazine. And he's been out hitting some roadie ponds. He's been getting these fish on a, on a variety of different baits, but he's getting some really nice uh, white perch. And these are all landlocked fish. It's not, uh, he's not fishing salt ponds. He's been getting them on little spinners. He's getting them on little jerk baits. He's been getting them on a whole bunch of different, um, you know, small, flashy baits. And, um, you know, he said they've mostly been between one and two pounds, which is definitely a solid white perch. So that's another thing you guys can do in Rhode Island this week. And then last thing I'm going to talk about, just want to remind you again, that trout season is going to close on the 28th. So as of March 1st, you cannot fish in a trout stocked pond. Even if you're fishing for largemouth bass or something else, you cannot do it. Trust me, I've made that mistake and it's not worth it. Um, so that's going to close down. So you've got one more week to try to catch a salmon, lake trout, or a rainbow trout, and then you got to wait till the second Saturday in April, which happens to be April 8th this year. Uh, also, remember, if you're going to do any freshwater fishing, your Rhode Island license will expire on February 28th. So you're going to have to renew that this week as well. Just wanted to make sure you guys were aware of that. And uh, that's what I have for you guys in Rhode Island this week. Crossing over into Connecticut, um, definitely a lot of focus on trout right now. Uh, whether it's in the Farmington or any of these stocked bodies of water or some of the other TMAs, uh, trout fishing has been very, very good. And something that a lot of anglers should be excited about is the fact that uh, deep is going to start stocking. I think they've already started a little bit, but they start stocking in earnest around March 1st. And the, uh, as you guys may know, the governor decided that there was, they were not going to have um, a closed trout season anymore. Uh, there's a little wrinkle to that that you can't keep any trout until the official opening day. So it's kind of like a soft opening day. But from March 1st till April 8th, you guys can catch and release trout fish all you want. But the thing that's more exciting about that to me is that it opens up these bodies of water that haven't been able to be fished for I don't even know how long um, in March for largemouth. So if you're a largemouth guy, especially if you like to throw big baits, if you like to go throw your wake baits and your you know your big trout baits, your huddlestons, things like that, um, you have a whole new list of bodies of water that have great bass fishing in them, and those bass are going to wake up just like those stripers do when the herring start to run in the holdover spots. Um, when they start dumping trout in there, and, and you know half of those fish are bite-sized for a uh, for a big largemouth, those fish wake up too. Um, so that's something that you guys should definitely be ex excited about if you um, if you like to throw big baits in March. In my opinion, is probably the best month to throw big baits that we have in New England. So that's definitely something that you guys should be thinking about. And uh, I'd love to see some pictures too. I'd love to hear how you guys did doing that. Um, heading up toward the Farmington, hearing a lot of good things from that area as well. Seems like there's some hatches going on. Seems like um, the fishing has been very good overall. But instead of me going on and on about that, about something I don't know all that much about, let's toss it over now to an expert, Derek Kirkpatrick from Connecticut Fish Guides. 
Hey Dave, today I'm coming to you from uh, my fly tying room. Uh, I just got off the river on the Farmington and today the morning started off somewhat normal, uh, but then we had a decrease in pressure and due to the uh, light snow that was moving in, the fishing really kind of shut down. Um, so let's talk a little bit about pressure changes and what they mean for trout fishing. So in the winter, as you've heard before in, in some of our past updates, you're looking for positive spikes, sun spikes, um, warm water from rain possibly. So with a, a cold spike or a negative spike, um, that can really shut the fishing down. If you've had warm weather, steady warm weather trends, and you get an overcast day that's warm, it's a little different. The bugs will still push. Fishing can be quite good in those situations, but if you have overcast with a, a drop in temp, which is what we had today, that can make for some really tough trout fishing. Um, on those types of days, I recommend throwing streamers, kind of slowing down your retrieve, but overall your bug fishing is probably not going to be that good. The only exception, which is really um, kind of key on the Farmington is we have the distinctus or winter summer caddis. And if you get a, a colding trend, those can um, pop and hatch. And that's usually a morning thing. But outside of that, overall, the bug activity is, is not so great. So it just comes down to picking your days. If, if you only have a few days to get out, you know, maybe once a week or once every three weeks, than fish. Um, and if you get these negative spikes with overcast, that's when you want to go to your streamers. Um, white, olive are all good colors uh, in the winter, along with black and yellow if the water is stained up due to recent rain. That's all I have this week, Dave. Back to you. Moving from the Farmington up toward the Connecticut River now, um, hearing good reports about carp. I uh, saw a post from uh, one of our friends of the report here, Rowan Lytle, he had a really nice carp this week taken on the fly rod and the caption said something like, casting to tailing carp in February is not something that we often see. I'm sure he's going to talk about that in his video, which I'm going to show you in just a second, but um, that's just another indication that that carp bite has been very good. Now we do, we are seeing a return to more February-like weather here this week and that's probably going to affect the carp bite, but um, Definitely was excited to see that and also excited for Rowan to have that, to catch that awesome fish. To hear about that and some other things, let's toss it over now to the man himself. Here's Rowan Lytle. Hey everybody, looks like we're settling back into a kind of cooler pattern through the weekend, which isn't necessarily a bad thing here in February. Um, definitely not going to give us ice or anything, overall still very mild. Uh, CTDEP has been stocking trout here in central Connecticut recently. Um, look, mostly the TMAs. They're not going to be stocking most of the other water yet. Um, and as we come into March, uh, remember that though the season is open through March and you, you can fish all waters, it will be catch and release only everywhere except the trout management lakes. But yeah, they're, they're putting fish in most of the rivers. The Salmon River TMA got fish, as did the Antic. Um, and the flows are relatively low. Those uh, fresh stock fish, relatively easy to catch. It's a good time to get, uh, get some kids out to experience some of their first trout fishing as those those fish are pretty eager and willing um, streamers nymphs and uh, spinners spoons anything 
frankly, they're, they're aggressive fish. I personally like to catch them on top water. Uh, freshly stocked trout will eat flies like small poppers and mice fairly aggressively a lot of the time, even in cold conditions like we have in the winter. They're used to eating off the surface in the hatchery and they'll eat stuff on top this time of year as well. So get out there, look for some of those fish. Have a good time, everyone. And the last thing that we're going to talk about, which is what we've been talking about all, all winter long, that is the Housatonic River and the striper bite there. It has been one of the best years, one of the best winters, I should say, that I can remember. Um, these mild temperatures have kept the fish biting most of the season. Um, and, you know, we've had a couple of low spots here and there, but it seems like they're kind of ramping back up again. So, uh, and that's just in time for what I expect will soon be the first scouts of herring moving up there, which is only going to fire them up more. Uh, for a little bit more on that and other things happening in the western end of the state, let's toss it over now to a feeling better Max Finch from Fisherman's World. Hey everyone, Max here from Fisherman's World with another local fishing report. Our local rivers and streams are fishing very well for the trout. We've seen some nice catches. Locally in our area, the Nog part of the 5 Mile and Willens fishing very nice. The Saugatuck's fishing good with the fly fishing only parts and then Mianus down in Greenwich is also fishing well. Anglers going after the holdover striped bass. We're getting mixed reports. They're biting one day. They got locked jaw. On the warmer days when the water warms up a little, seems like they're tending to bite a little better. So always scale down on your offerings if you're fishing in the daytime. And then at night, you can always up them to like 9 inch, 10 inch soft plastics. Try to get these fish over 40 inches that are holding in the river. As we look forward, we're going to see the weather start to improve as we're moving into March. And the striped bass fishing should only pick up. And so should the trout fishing. Thanks and good luck. And that's what I have for you guys in the reports this week. Hopefully you're going to find them useful. Hopefully it'll inspire you to fish. The largemouth bass fishing has definitely picked up considerably. Got, got a shot at some big stripers in the Housatonic. And the trout fishing out of the Cape's getting better. The trout fishing on, in Connecticut is just staying steady. And, um, you know, if you'd like to fish for carp, you know, you might be able to get it in here before the cold snap comes and changes that fishery up a little bit. But there's a lot going on and uh, definitely worth getting out there and catching something. If you're not a subscriber to The Fisherman Magazine, I highly recommend heading over to thefisherman.com seeing what we've got going on. We just released our March issue. Tons of stuff in there, and it really gives you a good taste of what we offer. Um, and you get access to all three editions. So that's New Jersey, Delaware, that's Long Island, and then my edition, which is New England. And New England covers Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. Uh, there's also travel pieces that you know, kind of reach out of our region, and it's all all fisheries, saltwater, freshwater, surf, boat, fly, paddleboard, kayak, it's all covered, and, um, you know, we're very passionate about fishing, and that should be apparent when you check out the magazine. If you head over to the website and you're still not convinced, at the very least, give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube, and hit that little bell thing down there so you get a notification every time we post something new. I appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week.